Okay, let me read to you the question number one in the Lord's Day, the Hildebrand Catechism. And let me give you, first of all, foremost, a little of introduction. You can read by yourself <clears throat> the introduction of the Hildebrand Catechism uh, in your Bible, I think, also. So, this catechism was writing, was built by two men in Hildebrand. A man with eight years old and a man with 26 years old. They appoint by, yeah, they appoint by, by the elders and by the, yeah, by the elders of the congregation to write the catechism to bring unity in the Christian churches in Hilderberg. They want to recover the doctrines of the gospel. They want to people understand biblical doctrines, not a philosophy ideas, not a word ideas, but ideas from the scripture. The church in that moment or in that age, they have a no qualified men in the pulpits, ignorant men in the pulpit, even people from pastoral ministry who never born again. So they got this idea to have a catechism. Calvin approved this catechism and not the last question in the catechism. Martin Luther approved this catechism and say that this is the more wonderful tool that the Christian church can have it for defend the faith and having understanding and experiential of doctrine in their lives. The main idea of the Heidelberg Catechism is to you Christians understand and have practical advices to glorify God in all your life. That's why the question number one is, what is the only comfort in life and death? He's speaking to the Christians. Remember, these two young men write this catechism for Christians to learn doctrine, to understand doctrine, to grow in doctrine. Church today, they need to grow in doctrine. Because what? Because how are they going to mortify sin? How are they going to defend the faith? If they don't know anything about the Bible. There's not enough, and don't take me wrong, but that is not enough to only say that Christ is the Savior. We need to understand how Christ is mine and that Savior. And we need to understand how people can come to Christ. How people can be safe. Can you open it? And the problem of not having a divine comfort in our lives and our happiness is this. Many Christians dealing with sin is necessary. Why? Because they're not never paying attention to the Word of God. They never paying attention what the Bible said about this subject. They always look for another counsel. 
But we have one counsel. We have God's counsel. And we should to go there and understand doctrine. That's why I picked the Hildebrand Catechism. Because the Hildebrand Catechism is rich in doctrine. So let's read the question. What is the only comfort in life and death? The answer is that with body and soul, both in life and death, I am not my own, but belong unto my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ, who, with his precious blood, have fully satisfied for all my sins and delivered me from all the power of the devil and so persevere me that with all the will of my heavenly Father, now a hair can fall from my head, ye, that all things must be suburbent to my Savior, and therefore by His Holy Spirit, He also assures me an eternal life and make me sincerely willing and ready and henceforth to live unto Him. That's a great statement. And I think the main idea of this question is, our true and all in comfort in this early life is that the triuning God has ordained our salvation, take care of our salvation, and persevere our salvation with a purpose to glorify Him in our of life. He gave us peace, confidence, and encouragement to long for the godly Christian life. So it's kind of like Christ, God, did everything for you. He made everything possible to you. But let's define with the first question. What is the only comfort in death? What is comfort? What is comfort in our life? In this life, Christian, what is comfort for you today? And what things you rest today? There are good things according to your mind. There are evil things according to your mind. And that's a tricky question. The most you need to answer. What things are come for me? And what things I put my rest and my peace and my joy? There can be my job. My financial, my family, my my uh, my status, and, and whatever uh, and whatever area we are. Where is your comfort in this life? I got. I, I want to start first with early life. So we un, we need to understand what where what is my comfort in this life. I'm entrusting in my own works. I'm trusting in my own methods to to live the Christian life. Like, well, I pray today, check. Well, I read the scripture, check. Then I have some catechism questions, check. Then I listen to Christian music and podcast Christian and things like that. And read books and read Puritans and whatever. That's my comfort in life. That's those things that make me think that I'm good with God. 
But surely you, you, when you wake up in the morning, when you wake up in the morning, Christian, do you understand that because you you wake up in this morning is because Christ alone? That you are not condemned today. It's because Christ alone. The reason you can pray to God is because Christ alone. The reason you can die today and be good with God is Christ alone. Do you think that every single morning? Because that's your comfort. That should to be your comfort. That should to be your rest. Christ alone. Because he paid for you. He blood he he gave his life for you. He gave his blood to you. He giving you assurance. A guarantee. That whatever happened in this early life, it's according to his will to make you according to his image. Our main goal in this life is to glorify God, right? But how? Walking according to His Word. Be like Christ. Having this anxiety, excited to be like Christ. Because He makes us free from sin. He gives us reconciliation with God. That's your comfort. Your comfort is it is not church. Surely not. Comfort is not the government. Government is not gonna fit your life. Never. Even financial credit cards they're not gonna fit our lives. Pastors they not gonna fit our lives. What is going to fit my life and give me comfort in this early, miserable life? Christ alone. And Christ should be your comfort, Christian. Because He paid it all. And you need to have this expectation, Christians, for eternal life, for eternal life with Him. For the new Jerusalem. Because you receive new heart. That's why you have comfort in life. That's why Christ is your comfort. Because you have a new heart and a new mind. So you think. You have new desires. For God. Not for the things of this world. Now don't take me wrong. It's not wrong for a, a woman or a man. Desire other things. Like having a house. Having a car. Having this job, having that, yeah, it's not wrong. But if that it's here in Christ, to be like Christ is here, you're wrong. You should be here, Christ here in the top and in the low. All your desires, all your comforts, all you, you, your things you wanted have to be under. The gospel of Jesus Christ. You receive the Holy Spirit. And you receive the Holy Spirit 
Because you hear the gospel. And if you have the Holy Spirit, you should walk by the Spirit. And if you walk by the Spirit, you walk to the heavenly places. You're not walking through the world. You're not walking through the world thinking that, oh, I'm going to pursue this world. I'm going to pursue this desire. No, I'm going to pursue heaven. I'm going to look. I'm going to put my eyes in the cross and I'm going to pursue to be like him. No matter if you're woman, man, kid, whatever you got, you have this big picture, Christ. Christ better all pay everything for you. You're not in debt with him. He make you free. So you should to be free. And this is one promise and warning from the gospel. Romans chapter 8 verse 35 say, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Paul, Paul is asking you, What things are separating you from his love? The answer? Show tribulation? Stress? Your job? Your money? Your wife, your husband, your children, sickness. What is separating you from Christ? They can. If something wants to separate you from Christ, trust me, this general and coronel Christ is going to defend his love. And he's going to pursue his enemies and he's going to destroy his enemies. And you know who are the enemies? Your comfort. If your job is telling, is pushing you to, to commit idolatry, your wife, your children, all those things already mentioned, you just think it's gonna destroy you. He's gonna discipline you. Why? Why he's gonna discipline me? Because he loves you. And he's a jealous God that he is telling you, I am your comfort. No one else. I am your comfort in this life. When you feel alone, when you feel discouraged, when you feel like uh, hated by the pe- by other people, whatever, <coughs> that you cannot fit in those circles, Christ, remember Christ, pay for your sin. He make you his family, his possession. He give you a new name. He call you my bride, my beloved. What else you need? Tell me what else you need in this life, Christians. And that make that make us to go to the second question. In how many parts this comfort consists? Number one, our reconciliation with God through Christ. We no longer enemies. That's your comfort. He's not pursuing you. He he's not looking for you to destroy you. His his eyes are upon you 
with love and mercy and kindness and protection. But the wicked, they have his eyes upon the wicked for what? For destruction, for wrath, for hell, for judgment. But at the same time, look how amazing and how gracious is your God, Christian, that he opened his hands and said, come to me. And I forgive all your sins, all your wicked. Come to me. Put you, all your sins in my back. And I'm going to carry those sins. And I'm going to make you free. And I'm going to make you new. We are sons of God. We are sons of the mighty God. By grace. We are not our own. We are His possession. His own. What things are worry to you right now? What things not let you sleep well? When those things come to your mind, Christian, tell to your soul, I'm His possession. I'm His possession. We belong to Christ. We not belong to this land. We are immigrants. We are aliens here. We are just for a moment. Then why are we not living according to the word? And why we don't have desires to live for his glory? Let me answer that question for you and for me. Because our flesh. Because our enemy. Because our because the wicked. Because the world. It's offering you gold, fake wool, fake silver, fake food. Remember the words of your Savior, Jesus Christ? Come to me, those who are hungry, and buy food for me. You don't have money? Come. I give you free food. 1 Corinthians Chapter 7, 23. Can anyone look for 1 Corinthians chapter 7? 1 Corinthians. Verse 23. Now become servants of men. You're not serving yourself. You're not serving others. You're serving Christ. Everything you do in work, everything you do in your home, everything you do and and everywhere, even here right now, we're serving Christ because He makes us a slave. Second, because our reconciliation with God through the blood of Jesus Christ. He died for us. His passion to obey His God is our example for us. He 
his passion to obey his father until death. It's our temple and it's our comfort that we are good with God because his passion, because he's dead. He died and he satisfied the wrath of God for our sins. We don't need another another crucifixion and we don't need another sacrifice. We have enough with Christ. Can that make you rest tonight? Can I can can that make you sleep tonight? And wake up tomorrow with joy and say, Oh, how wonderful a mic is this God. That he show mercy upon mercy to me. Third, he delivers from the mercies of sin and death. Christ that only make fellowship between us and God, but he also delivers us from the power of sin. We sin every single day, but sin is not our master. We surely disobey sin. Every time sin presents to our face, we have this called Holy Spirit to tell us that sin. If you commit that sin, now is your problem. And God is going to demand you account for that. Knowing the truth, and not practice the truth, it's sin. You know many persons, they, they cannot even sleep at night because they're sin. Do you remember Saul? That he can even sleep until David come and, and play a little bit of music so he can rest? Why? Because he never conf confessed his sin to God. He never, he never do something about it. He never repent for his sin. You have the Holy Spirit to repent for your sin. You have Christ to forgive your sins. Don't let, don't serve, I'm sorry, don't serve sin. Serve Christ alone. Don't, don't, don't walk for your pleasures and your comforts in this life. This life is it's vapor. For the perseveration of the saints and the reconciliation. Because if we are one with Him, we have the benefits of Christ's sacrifice. We are His property. He watched over us. And listen, He looking you every single day from heaven. You are safe in his hands. And not only safe, he giving you a strength to walk in the Christian life. Now it's not because you oh I'm so powerful, I'm so I'm so spiritual. I pray a lot. That's why I'm strong in faith. Now you're weakened and fool. It's because Christ did that for you. He gave you the spirit. 
said, the turning of all evils into good. Now, everything happened, everything happening right now in your life can be sickness, can be death, suffering, afflictions, persecution. Those things work good for you. Uh, they are the medicine for your pride, for your arrogance, for your self-confidence, and for make it, they, they have the purpose to make you like Christ. Christians in this, in this, um, yeah, in, in this moment, they need to understand that they need to be like Christ. More like Him. That should to be your first and foremost desire. God turned all things for His kingdom. For you, for you good, for you advanced. Romans chapter 8 verse 27 say, All things work together for good to them that love God. Are good for you. So there's no reason to not have comfort in this life. We haven't. We need to understand it. Insurance and persuasion. We have full insurance. Full persuasion. We have this great benefit of eternal life. We have the work of the Holy Spirit in us. Keeping you confidence. Giving you light to the word. Understand the word. Practice the word. Desire the word. Desire the inheritance that we're going to receive in heaven. What else do you need in this life? What else do you need, Christian? When you have everything. And this is the third question. Why is why is it alone solid ensure this confidence? Why? Can you look uh, Romans 14, Katie? Romans 14. Karen, can you look for Romans 8.35? This comfort is solid. It's evident. Because Christ never failed. Because he raised from the death and sit in heavenly places at the right hand of the Father. Romans, um, can you read? That's why it's solid. That's why it is evident to us. Because whether we live, whether we die, we live for the Lord. Why? Because Christ lives in you. <laughs> because He raised from the dead. Like I mentioned. Can you read 835, Karen? In no or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. 
Secondly, all temptations from Satan, all persecution from Satan are nothing, brethren. Why? Because we are in His hands. That's the confidence. That's the comfort of the Christian life. We are in Him. You know, Puritans love to preach from John chapter 18 about you are in Christ. And you surely remind every single day in your life, and me also, that we are in Christ. And because we are in Christ, we surely walk different to the world. We surely look different. We surely think different. When others see us, they need to say, that's a Christian. Or they can hate us. Or they can come and say, how you manage this situation? They need to desire this God. To know this God. Or they need to hate this God. Either way, they, two things going to happen. Hate you. Or asking you. We should be like him. No matter if we are tempted by Satan, we have this God, we have this Christ, we are in His hands. No matter if He come and He shake us. Remember Peter. He came back and He encouraged His brothers. That's why He wrote, he wrote 1 Peter and 2 Peter. I'm no longer, brothers. We are no longer our own. We belong to Him. That's the comfort of our Christian life. We are not children of the wrath. We are not enemies of Him. We have a new nature. We are born again from the Spirit. We now belong to this land. We now belong to this world. We should to walk according to His step. We receive His favor. We receive grace and mercy. We receive salvation freely through Christ. That's why you, you and me, we need to have comfort. We need to remember that comfort. We already have it. We need to remember this comfort daily in our life. Nevertheless, mortify our sins in our life. Because we have this comfort. We can kill sin. Because we have the Spirit. Because we are in His hands. And, Lord, and, and, and brethren, please remind this and the way to encourage you. The Lord defend you from your enemies. Psalm 24. When I walk to the, to the valley of the shadow, you are there. And you make a, fe a, a festing or you make this meal prepare for me in front of my enemies. What else you need? He's your defender. 
He's your shepherd. He's your God. He protect you. He, he also put you under his wings. And he help you. When you're weak, he help you. When you pray and arrogant, he help you. He help me. When, when we are follow the false doctrines and follow false teachings and, and, and walking in the wrong direction, guess what? He show up and say, hey, come here. Jesus said in the gospel, John, my ships hear my voice and follow me. So don't worry. It's like worrying about sin and, and not walking according to the scripture. But don't worry at the same time. Because you are in his hand. And I sure and I hope that you are in his hands. He grant assurance to you. You not grant insurance. He grant insurance for you. You cannot fall from from the grace of God. You cannot fall from salvation. Because he paid it all. He give all. all. He gave us this conscience. To this conscience be in peace with God. The reason you can present with a good conscience in from to this God in prayer. It's not because your knowledge of the scripture can, it's, it's part of that, but it's not enough. It's because he, his work. It's because his sacrifice. It's because he giving you the new mind and the new conscience. He earned desires, holy desires for you. He earned godly desires for you. But then why? Why I don't have those godly desires? Well, kill sin. Do you go to the scripture? Do you listen to his voice? Are you being shepherding? Are you being this uh, disciple by Christ? Discipling by Christ? By Christ? Are you have all your time and all your minutes in life invested in knowing this God, this Christ? Or you have your comfort in knowing other things. If our faith is weak. He's super strong. To give you more. To give you more brethren. And Luke chapter 19 and 26. Verse 26 say. Lord, I believe. Help me to my own belief. Help me. Help me. Do you ask him for help? Or do you, do you ask others for help? Where you ask, Christian? Where is you knocking? Where, where are you knocking? What door you are knocking? You knocking the the the, the door of the world, or you knocking this door, whose name is Christ. 
That's a Christian life. Because we have these benefits. It's surely not the door. But why is why is it necessary having this comfort and like why is so necessary for your temptations, for your trials, for your suffering afflictions, for your persecutions, for our ignorance, for everything. For engage other Christians. When we engage other to other Christians to gathering, our job is encourage one another. We are not engaged to have friendship and to share coffee and donuts. We gather to encourage one another to talk one another about this great comfort that we have in this life. When you gather with your brethren, what is the conversation about it? It's about this war. It's about the news. It is about the government. It is about the weather. It is uh, now. I'm not saying that those sinful conversation. No, but when you gather together as brothers and sisters to fellowship, you gather only for that. Or you gather to encourage one another to praise and worship this almighty God. To encourage your sister and your brother. Let's glorify God. Do you talk about the future life with your brethren? Having this comfort that you're going to see this new heaven and new earth. Do you encourage your sister and brother? Because that's the gospel. Do you tell your brother and sister? Do you, will you will tell others that, that Christ delivers us from sin and death? That he sustains you and giving you consolation? Or did you just talk about this so great night points about quick from anxiety and, and, and quick from this with Follow these three, four, five rules and have this diet and have this and have that. You know why many Christians are struggling in life today? Because they forget about this comfort. You know why many Christians are pathetic and they lay down in their bed like a dead person? It's because they forget their comfort. Part of the problem the silly preachers we have in their pulpit. That they just telling you about this Christ, do this, 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 and that's it. They're not telling you the comfort that you have in this life. In conclusion, having this comfort, and this is the first part of the question. Next week we're going to have the the, the, um, the comfort in eternal life. Knowing this comfort, brother. Where are you today? Where is your comfort? 
Do you remind, do you preach to yourself the gospel? Do you have this confidence? If you die right now, do you have this comfort? Do you understand how this Savior loves you and care about you? Don't, don't ignore my Savior. Don't ignore your King. Don't ignore the Lamb of God who paid the sin for you and for me. Having that beloved in your heart all the time. Have that beloved in your mind all the time. You want to fight against your enemies, sin, and yourself? Having this land, this, this lamb, this Christ, this Savior, our Savior, in your heart and in your heart. So when you gather together for fellowship, you encourage one another. So when you sing songs, and when you praise Him, you praise with a clear conscience. You're not worship him and having an ordered idol in this side. When you listen to his word, you have benefits and say, Oh, I praise you, Lord. Where's your confidence? In this life right now. And having know that comfort also. Lastly, then go. And tell others about this great comfort you have in life. So in order they come to this great God and Savior Jesus Christ. Your parents, your friends, your co-workers, your neighbors. Everyone need to know that this Christ raised from the dead. And sit in the right hand of of, of God the Father to forgive sins and when I say forgive forgive it all <laughs> and give it your grace Amen. let's pray Father thank you for your word thank you for this exposition thank you for everything Lord help us to remind this comfort in our life and Lord help us to worship you in a spirit and truth in Christ's name, Amen.